Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, your sad host this week. Of course, uh, as I speak to you, my team sits uh, second in the table. And I think the last time I spoke to you all was uh, when we were running away with it. So it's an unpleasant return, shall I say. But uh, of course, you had to make fun of me is Ayanda Vezi as well as Pesh Patab. <laughs> Gents. Just, just happy to see you back. Yeah, yeah. of course you are. Yeah, uh, how are you feeling though? Um, I'm feeling optimistic for the new season. I'm feeling um, for the new I'm, season. I'm feeling happy actually. I'm feeling happy. This was never ever um, expected. This was never ever on the cards. So for Arsenal to be punching up well above their weight, going toe to toe with the treble chasing yeah. Manchester City, I think uh, <clears throat> speaks volumes to what Mikel Arteta has done. And I think what he's going to continue to do, I think he's identified the gap. He knows there's a big gap between Arsenal and Man City now. So you can only learn from your mistakes. This season, yes, Arsenal yes. have made mistakes. And next season, the beast is coming. That's yeah. all I can say. And remember, this is a young squad. They're mm-hmm, still mm-hmm, learning. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, come next season, Mikel Arteta yeah. has already identified where he needs mm. to fix his mistake. So one thing they should be proud of, it's not... Like the league, it's over. Yeah. Man City can drop points along the Theoretically way. Theoretically speaking, they yeah. say it's over because of the other piece that's in France is Manchester City, and they just don't look like slowing down. Uh, so I, I get there is some realism that comes into to to play here with the Arsenal fans, knowing that Man City are ahead and they have that game in hand. And mm-hmm. regardless of who that game in hand is against, I think it's a way to brighten at the Amex dish. The yeah. final, Arsenal's final game. No, uh, Man City's game in Man hand. City. I think it's Brighton yeah, away. It's, it's, so one of the, it's one of the t- trickiest grounds to go to in the league, but for them, it's just um, um, another fixture business they, as usual. They double um, game week. They play Chelsea at home and mm. then Brighton away. Mm. So um, one tough fixture is not that bad. Uh, <laughs> hoping for a grenade. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it would be the, the penultimate <clears throat> game of the season and you never know where Brighton mm-hmm. would be on the log. And, mm-hmm. um, Don't do this they, to me, Dash. No, because they did hit Wolves for six. Mm. That's like a statement victory any time of, of the season. You know, like, I believe it was their highest ever margin, their, their biggest yeah, ever margin yeah. of victory um, mm. since returning to the Premier League. So, um, yeah, you know, every time you watch them, you just like get... So, for me, at least, I get really excited whenever mm. I see Brighton play. You never know what um, Danny Welbeck is going to do, you know, leave players like McAllister, Marge, you know, but even Danny Welbeck is like raised his game. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is solid. You know, uh, I think there's a, a left back, you know, Venezuelan, mm-hmm. uh, Estupian, you know, I think he was signed from Villarreal and, mm. you know, for manager like Una Emery to, to have let him go at that point in time, you know, um, he would have had to play at a certain level and maybe mm. Brighton pried him away. And uh, he looks like he could be on his way out as well. Yeah, I think we'll get to the title race in just a bit. Let's stick to the topic of, you know, big margins and young squads. Of course, Chelsea's up first. Um, their big margin is, of course, uh, them and the top of the table. Their small margin is them and the relegation zone. And it's just a couple of points now with a few games to go. Um, they play Bournemouth this weekend. Mm. Lampard's, of course, one game away from being the first 007 coach. Um, seven games played, no wins, no draws. Hmm. You see it happening? You know, this side of Chelsea, I think every team when they're playing Chelsea, they think this is where we get our two mm-hmm. points. So for me, uh, they're traveling to, to Bournemouth uh, and the players, they seem like they just saying, uh, you know what, we'll see next season what's mm-hmm. happening. 
but, but for then, now. But then what do you do for next season? Because surely this is audition phase because there's a new uh, owner still there. Mm. A new manager has come in. Nobody's playing for the greatest player to ever play for Chelsea. No one wants to play for that guy. What kind of message is it sending for future coaches that are I think looking the, at Chelsea now as a potential the, job for them? I think the new coach that is coming in has a lot of work to do because uh, they brought in Lampard to come and motivate the players. Mm. But a legend of the club, he has done so many things for the club, winning mm. the Champions League, winning the league with the club. And uh, last season, he took the club to to the first place as a coach. Mm. So now he was brought in to come in and motivate the players to say, at least maybe if we can finish maybe in the Europa spot. But now the coach that uh, will come in, he has a lot of work to do. Yeah. If the coach... Whoever the coach is coming in and he knows that now uh, he's, he will be the coach of Chelsea next season, mm. he must start now doing his like research and work if, mm. they, if, they want to, if he wants to change the things around for Chelsea next season. So Ayanda says Lampard was brought in to motivate the team. Who's brought in to motivate Lampard? Look, honestly, I don't know <laughs> what motivation is he's brought in because they've been, they've, they come into this one on the back of six straight defeats. Mm. And as you mentioned, he's like, the money's probably on him to become the first managerial 007. <laughs> and to do it at a club like Chelsea, you know, it's very different if it's like a Muno club, you know, like mm-hmm. they're like, I'm sure if, um, you know, I think Frank De Boer, he came really close. Yeah, I think Crystal he was, Palace four, yeah, four you, games. You see, that's, it's, I don't want to say acceptable, mm. but you know, he, he was a new manager. Yeah, he was mm. a new manager. He had no experience in the Premier League. Crystal Palace, you know, they didn't have the squad, the investment, mm. the, the fan base that Chelsea have, you know. Um, and you're looking at like the heart of London, you know. Mm. You, you can say like, you know, they've, they've done stuff that other London clubs haven't been able to do, you know. Mm. Look at the Champions League victories, recent Champions mm. League victories, not like, a decade or two decades ago. Mm. We're talking like, what, three, within three seasons, mm-hmm. they were Champions League winners, yeah. the best club in Europe. Yeah, club World Cup winners as well. Like, yeah. this is... Best team in the world, actually. Precisely. So, you know, these are accolades that, mm. that the club has, um, has, like, earned. You know, you just don't become a champion. You fight, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. work your way, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you are consistent. And now they've like shown that they're consistently horrible. I yeah. mean, uh, for me, the biggest um, thing was a lack of um, goals. You know, when uh, I think Chad was here a few, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, when uh-huh. he first started, and I said, they have no problem creating chances. Every time I watch them play, someone's on the move, someone's making a run. You know, they are players to find them. You know, look at, um, I think, um, the, the new Enzo Fernandez is clipping balls into Havertz mm, yeah. to Joe Felix. You know, Joe Felix is shooting every time he got the ball. You know, there was no problem in them creating chances under Potter. I haven't watched them much under Lampard, but um, I never foresaw them slipping into the bottom half of the, the log. And now yeah, they come into this one. It's 12th versus 13th. It's oh, crazy. Six points huh? against Bournemouth. Yeah. Disgusting, I say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Lampard was at Everton. Um, of course, prior to his move at Chelsea, he was sacked there. Uh, just to remind the listeners of what your thoughts were when he, when he first look. When he like, I know speaking on behalf of the fan base, majority of the club was happy. They they weren't very happy when Benitez, uh, you know, because he was the other managerial candidate heavily linked. 
Personally, I wanted Benitez back then, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to be. And Benitez came in a bit later. Um, but I think it was a huge step because I think it was Ancelotti and then Lampard, mm. which is like, that's incredible now. Because, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a former, one yeah. of his former managers, you know, yeah. he's now handed the reins down. So I think that that would have been a huge shock um, mm. to, to the players, you know, to like to everybody, honestly, mm. like, you know, one is, is the next person to assume the duties mm. was, uh, was his, his former player. And if you look at then moving to Benitez again, you know, mm. the tactical, um, like mind boggling system. I've, I've just thought players... of, a, of a crazy analogy. It's almost like, you know, you, at every family function or family prize, you've got the uncle who usually prize the meat. Yeah. But now it's <laughs> almost like this family have handed the prize then or to, to the tongs, to the, to the, the yeah. six year old. Which... So, yeah, I mean, he was massively, um, un, like inexperienced. And, you know, I, I, I liked Lampard mm-hmm. for what he did in his, First season at Chelsea. Yeah. The second season, you know, they had an influx. Is that of, still carrying him throughout his managerial career, though? Look, I think maybe all that goodwill was earned at Chelsea and it stays at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should um, paint him with the same brush necessarily because yeah. he didn't do it at your club. You know, he did mm-hmm. it at Chelsea mm-hmm. when, uh, yeah, I mean, look, for me, I'm not sure if he won manager of the season that year, but for me, he would have definitely got my vote over anybody else because of the amount of. Um, stability he brought and not only that but you know you use the word sustainability as well mm. developed Mount developed Abram and you can say he, he, made, he made Abrams into a 30 month striker because yeah. that's he generated that money for the club if he didn't play that season nobody mm-hmm. would have seen him mm-hmm. he doesn't get that or Chelsea don't get that 30 more yeah. you mentioned Reese James probably England you know call up mm-hmm. uh, England international every time at least uh, the squad yeah there. you know the question is is he there is he not there um, so that's another player. You know, you look at the signing of Thiago Silva as well. Where mm. would that, where would they be without Thiago Silva today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I know where they'll be, uh, but I don't want to say that out loud. Um, Manchester City against Leeds. I know uh, we've spoken about these log leaders, what they are, what they can do, what they represent as a football club. Um, we are having this discussion briefly off air and I loosely threw around that they are the best team to ever grace the Premier League. Yeah, What's def- your thoughts on that? Definitely. Uh, it will be great even for, for Manchester City to win a treble this season. Mm. Uh, they are in the semifinals of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are now the favourites to win the league after chasing Arsenal. Uh, I think they're always favourites. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be, let's yeah, be yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. They're always uh, like favourites. Even mm-hmm. when it comes to Champions League, every season they're always like favourites to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, uh, coming to the game, back into the game, uh, Man City, the way they have been playing, like uh, even Haaland, like it's mm. a scoring machine, breaking a record in the in his first season in the English Premier League. So that tells you that uh, this is like a, a new Man City in another level. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he also like uh, came out and be the player that we, we know uh, at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He was not himself. Mm. Uh, even coach Pep Guardiola came and say out uh, uh, it helped uh, Kevin Duprena to boost his confidence, benching mm. him. Mm. So that shows you that this is the club that uh, they know their business. They know what they want to achieve this season. Mm. So for me, I think personally for me as a Man City fan, it will be like 
great achievement to see the club winning a, a treble this Do they rank as the best Premier League team you've ever seen? Or is it the Man United that's won the 08 or 9 2010 um, thing? Or is it the 99 winning uh, Man United squad, the Invincible, Mourinho's Chelsea? I can say. Liverpool's one season wonder. <laughs> no, man, they were more I than can, one season. There were two seasons. Where did they rank for you, Ayana? I can say, the, besides talking as a fan, I mm-hmm. can say even the way they play, mm-hmm. you can say Man City are the best team in England. The are they best. the best team you've ever seen? Because this yeah. is your opinion and no one can hold you against Yes, them. definitely. Because mm-hmm. the, the way they play currently, like mm-hmm. it's uh, compared to the other, the, like, teams were during their time like uh mm-hmm. this is the best team ever I've ever seen in England for mm-hmm. me personally. You know what frustrated me, Tish? In midweek I saw, okay, obviously David Moyes um, and his West Ham team, they held on until half time. Um they did it without their star player. But you know what frustrated me is that Man City didn't have Kevin De Bruyne. They didn't have Ilkay Gundogan. They brought on full Foden off the bench. Yeah. Arsenal can't do that. And they Edison, 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 Ed Ayana just spoke about Kevin De Bruyne now that was, you know, eased out the team and then came back in and then he's been missing the past two games now. There's, and why I say they're the best team ever is that Sir Alex Ferguson never ever benched Rooney, never ever benched Ronaldo. It is always the same team that 4-4-2, Nani and Giggs on the either side and then you've got Tevez and uh, Ronaldo or Rooney just behind. It was always the same team and that squad of... Because even the bench players knew that they were bench players. Michael Carrick was never, ever going to outshine Paul Scholes and stuff. So even the bench players knew their role. But now with, you can say about 16 or 18 world-class players in the team, yeah. he still managed to get them happy. Yeah. So for me, the first thing that comes to mind is that you're guaranteed a trophy. Mm. That's, that's what it is. There's no like doubt in your mind. If you are a Man City player, if you... Even you think you're going trophy list. Yeah, you, you're not. You're just guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're coming home with something. So that's, that's for starters, you know. Mm. Secondly, if you can crack it, because remember, trophies are awarded, like you get a, you get a medal, mm-hmm. even if you like didn't do much. You know, I think for Premier League, you need minimum appearances. Mm. But if you're in like Carabao's, your EFL's, you know, like, I the don't know, the get. Champions League, yeah, the squad, you get, you know, because you are part of that squad. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, you definitely guaranteed a trophy. The second thing would be if you can crack it into the team, if you can say you made 30 appearances in the Premier League, you know, you, or you made like, what are you, uh, six group stage fixtures, if you played like three of those, you mm-hmm. know, you can say mm-hmm. like you, you, you're proving not only to Guardiola, but to the rest of the world that you can crack it at Man City level, mm-hmm. you know, so Wherever Rico Lewis goes, whether he stays or he doesn't stay, everybody has seen him play mm-hmm. for Manchester City. You know, Cole Palmer is another one knocking on the door mm. and they bring in two forwards in being Haaland and, and Julian Alvarez. But yeah. you can make the same case for Alvarez. Yeah. You know, a World Cup winner <laughs> is being benched. <laughs> yeah. And when he comes on, he turns it up. You yeah. know, I think he scored a beautiful goal. Yeah. Like, the winner against Fulham. Well, I don't know, but you know what? Uh, edge of the box. Shami did a nutmeg mm-hmm. and then he 
placed it like to perfection. Mm. So that's the second thing. The third thing is the coaching style nobody has seen before. The man is recreating the script mm-hmm. year on year. You know, he's moved yeah. from a back or like back four, back three, you know, it's sometimes a, like it's a back two. Goalkeepers in position, you know, starting so from the back. You're really, you're, you're cooking with the best. Mm. You know, that's, that's the other thing. You know, and if players can't adapt, players are not fluid enough, they're out or mm-hmm. they're yeah. benched, you know, and he, that's the other thing. Be, because he's, he's like, he's recreating football like he's every, way, every, yeah. every, like season on season, but you can even say within seasons, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening in my team? What can I do? And, you know, the other, like, what I really, the, the huge comparison, because you can say Liverpool were the number one competitors for yeah. years, you know? Yeah. yeah. Trent, Trent's stock has risen, but it has also, like, decreased. You know, when you look at his defending, mm-hmm. for me, if Pep Guardiola was the coach of Liverpool, he will make it so that, Trent doesn't ever doesn't ever have to defend, doesn't get exposed. Mm-hmm. He will just be right. You you will stay here. You will not leave this this half of the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, focus on your strengths precisely. Yeah. And and you might even swap him and Henderson. You know, and put Henderson playing right back yeah. and tell Henderson if <laughs> if, this, if he if he can get past you, yeah. I'm putting on like someone from Joe Gomez there. Yeah. You know, it's up to you to to up your game now, mm-hmm. or you you're out. And this is a club captain. You know, mm-hmm. like. This yeah. is my, what I think Pep Guardiola do if he was at Liverpool because Trent has been exposed. Like, you know, how many mm. games has, have we seen it? Uh, this you know, is in a... Exactly. I want to add to another point that you're making now. He's always keeping them hungry. How many times this season have you seen Erling Haaland on two goals? Yeah. He gets taken off. And he's what, like, what are you doing to him? <laughs> you, keep, you keep being him. Yeah. Hungry for the next game because you see that, and it's obviously player's attitude, and that's down to coaching as well. Yeah. So credit to Guardiola again. But a player like Ronaldo scores two goals. He wants to stay on that pitch. He wants his hat trick. Yeah, yeah, he wants. Pep his Guardiola's hat-trick. team. You score two goals. You've done your job. The team are winning. Yeah. Focus on the next game. Keep that player hungry. He knows he's got more in the tank. <laughs> beware, Leeds. Beware, Big Sam. Um, <laughs> There's no manager bonds here. Uh, look, I'm I'm hoping for a grenade. Yeah. So I've looked at Man City's fixtures. It's Leeds, it's Chelsea, it's Brighton, it's Brentford. Um, I think there's one more. I'm not too sure, but but those are the this is for Man City. For Man City. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's one if more. It's in the way. If it's if it's in the way. So, yes, yes, so so that's Defensive where I'm kind of incoming. <laughs> so that's where I'm kind of leaving my hopes for, and I think. That, I've either said this on social media, or I've come here and I've said it, is that they're going to go to a way to Everton, which is, you know, Everton, final days of the season, Goodison Park, they're fighting for survival. Uh, Everton were at it against Leicester City. So I'm a bit hopeful. Maybe I'm not realistic, but I'm hopeful. Then you've got, okay, I expected Chelsea to be much better uh, by then, but I've got no hope in Chelsea now because I think they're the 20th uh, this team in the league, which teams yeah, the worst. Yeah, we are you clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think every, team, every, team, <laughs> every team when they're looking at Chelsea, they're saying, here is our top. Yeah, and a whole different game. And, yeah. and that's, Man City don't need that now, but um, they would have, they will be chasing records there. Um, and then it's away to Brighton and away to Brentford. And those two games are Brentford and Brighton's uh, both final games of the season. So I know the MX crowd and the GTA crowd are going to be completely at it because they want to, two teams, Brentford and Brighton, have had super successful seasons. 
and they are going to want to send their team off in the best way possible. And whether a positive result comes out of it or not, that crowd is going to be absolutely rocking and that stadium is going to be rocking. And I'm hoping that the league gets to a point where it's decided in the final week of the of the season because then I think some magic could happen. And yeah, by trouble, magic, I think yeah. you know what I mean by when yeah. I say magic. Um, but that that's down to Arsenal. Arsenal have to take it to the final week. Um, they have to win their remaining uh, two games to get there. Um, but yeah. Uh, we've completely digressed. We're speaking about Man City and I've just got emotional. Um, Tottenham against Crystal Palace, Ayanda? Tottenham, there's a lot going on in that club and uh, the way things are going, uh, I don't see, the club started uh, very well. Mm. We even, we were even saying... Are they in the Chelsea category? No. <laughs> we were even saying... Uh, this. Not quite that. <laughs> we were even saying uh, this is the club that maybe will finish within the top four. But now mm-hmm. it seems like what um, the coach said, uh, Antonio Conte, that the players, like, they are not giving enough. Seems like he was right by saying that. Because mm-hmm. looking at the results, the way the team has been playing, I it's not like everyone was expected was expecting from this side. So mm. with this game, I think for me it's gonna be a draw. Mm. Top four finish or fifth? Where, where do you see it? Spurs, no. Uh, they will, yeah, number six. They'll take mm. that spot. They, they they'll be playing in the Europa next season. Mm. Desh, how do you feel about Tottenham? No, I don't even know if six is uh, is Aston manageable. Villa no, because they play each other. Mm. Tottenham, Tottenham play Aston Villa. Villa. Yeah. That's gonna be six versus seven. Mm. And to be honest, I can see a, I can only see a Villa win. I can't see Spurs yeah. getting anything from that game. The way the heat that Una Emery has brought, yeah. yo, I I'm like astounded as mm. and you know. A bit of a grab between Jesse and I was. Do you want to do you want to tell the viewers what happened? What what happened? Remind me. This was like months ago. Mm-hmm. I was on my FPL, and I was telling. Oh no! Yeah, there we go. Do you remember? You said they play Man City and like somebody else, and I'm like Una Emery. I think Ollie Watkins is gonna outperform. Oh, we still on that. Oh my like, God! You know, <laughs> he scored like every every then? weekend. Yeah. Ollie Watkins has returned <laughs> something. Yeah, you know, I think barring the one against United where they blanked, mm-hmm. but from then this man has been on fire, and I think like it's no accident. You know, I just I really don't know how he's done this. Um, especially without, I don't think he had a transfer window, eh? I don't think so. I, to my knowledge, you know, oh, no, he, he did. I think he brought in the left. Was back. it Moreno? Yeah. Alex Moreno. Yeah, was I that, think was it was that just, only. I think it's off the top of my head because it, that team is the same. Um, I think he tried, you know, I think he tried to let go of some players, but couldn't. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, that team is the same. I think he well, just had one player in. Yeah. It's been, it's been incredible what has been accomplished with the same squad. You can make the same case for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Honestly, like in terms of a Spurs perspective, Europe is not is not a reality for them next they're season. They're there for now, but yeah, it, literally, it's a placeholder. I mean, it could have it, mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. Like for me, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was where they were going to get most of their points. When I look, when I looked at Tottenham's realistic hopes of a top four, top five, mm-hmm. top six, it was always on the cards. Like months, like a month. Prior, mm. you know, because of their fixtures on home soil, yeah. I said the only reason they'll secure those that European ticket is because of their home form, and now that is botched. Mm. Like 
Harry Kane just has a knack of scoring um, for them. And, you know, he's, he's probably on his way out as well. Like, mm. he's the, the last... Mm. He's got 25 league goals yeah, like in an underperforming Tottenham team. He has to leave this club. Mm. You spoke about mm. trophies with Manchester City. He mm. needs one. He deserves one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just imagine... Uh, you are the England uh, top you goal are scorer the top, the, the countries. Without, without a trophy. So mm. he needs to leave that club. Yeah. I think for me, maybe if he can go to United. No, but I, I was uh, talking about, I was reading something about a statue that um, Harry Kane once or that Danny Levy's promised him a statue outside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Can you give a statue to someone who has no trophies to his name? That, that, that doesn't to sound... Honest, I think he's even under a statue. Like no, but I mean, mom, no, 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 I don't... Like, I don't I'm, think even if he stays, even yeah, if he he's, doesn't he's stay. Tottenham's all-time leading goal scorer, and um, I think he just overtook Wayne Rooney last week, if I'm not mistaken. For England. Um, in the Premier League. In the Premier League. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't think you can give a statue to anyone who doesn't have a trophy. The trophy... Who's trophyless. Not his, even, his statue is his trophy. That, not that not don't even make a sense. World Cup trophy. Yeah, then, uh, yeah. No. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you've if you've got a third place finish and an Audi Cup medal in in your cabinet hanging over your your your, <laughs> your fridge or whatever yeah. it's hanging over, then I, I think the move no. to Man City is pretty. Uh, to Man United is 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 on the cards. I I don't think other clubs um, would come close. I'm sure they yeah. offer. Daniel Levy, whatever he asks, you may, know. May, maybe move to to, to Bayern. Maybe uh, I don't so. think he leaves the league. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's chasing that record. Yeah. I really don't think he's chasing he, that record. He leaves the league, and and I mean, if he stays, I'll I'll, I'll like, back him I'll, all the way. I'll back him all the way to to break that record. Yeah, but, but also needs, I don't think I'd respect him as a footballer. No. Like you're, if he leaves, no, he for, should leave. If he stays, I wouldn't respect him. You know, I'd go as far to, as to say this: that Tottenham fans would be okay for him if leave. he leaves. To a rival yeah. club or outside? To anybody. To anybody. They would... <laughs> I really, you've done your service. I really, no, honestly, yeah. I really think not one Tottenham fan would be like, I hate you for leaving. Not one of I, them. I, so I'll slightly disagree because we've had a situation where Robin Van Persie at Arsenal was just way too good. He was unplayable. Best He's not really Arsenal, mate. No, no, I mean like... So, so Arsenal were in a trophy drought uh, that, that time and Robin van Persie was, you know, still a youngster when the Invincible teams did what they did. So he came in around 2006 or 2007 onwards. So since he came into the team, the team hadn't won anything. And he was so good that he needed, his career needed to be rewarded with the trophy. Arsenal couldn't give him that. Man United could immediately. He made the obvious move to... Uh, join a, a team where he's guaranteed a league title and Arsenal fans hate him for that. And yes, there'll be some who are like, okay, yeah, you know, Robin van Persie needed a Premier League title. But mm. there's some who, I think 80% of the Arsenal fan base, in fact, probably more, hate Robin van Persie. Mm, I don't know. So I think that could be a case with Harry Kane. Uh, I really, I, I don't think so. He's England's, like, hope. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's Not like every Englishman loves England. You'd, you'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the Bafana Bafana, um, the love hate situation. But yeah. yeah, Tottenham. I think we all agree. Um, they're in sixth place. They're there for a good time, mm. not uh, a long time. Um, Wolves, Aston Villa, Ayanda. 
already this one it's everyone knows look mm-hmm. at unai what he has done mm-hmm. with the club coming from uh, spain he turned the club now look at them they are almost like they can qualify for the europa sport and knowing uh, coach unai he's the, he's the king of uh, europa league so definitely he will tell his uh, players that this is the game that we need to stamp our authority to say yeah Mm-hmm. We're going to Europa to play to into the Europa League next season. Yeah, and it, he's one of the good coach, one of the best, if I, if I can say. So for me, this one I'm, I'm giving it to to Aston Villa. Mm, I'm sure because that even Wolves uh, look at them where they are. Like uh, I don't see them uh, winning this game down and out. I mean, they scored yeah. a you know. Deflected goal. Oh, well, it was a wonder goal. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of against Chelsea, but they only beat Chelsea one. Also, that you know, it's not great form yeah. for them. Um, Tish, I think you've kind of echoed what Ayanda said when it comes to Aston Villa and Unai Emery. Yeah, um, I'm, and, I'm and singing um, Emery's praises. Eh? Um, so them to possibly leapfrog, leapfrog, uh, Tottenham brother into that sixth spot, um, and possibly further, uh, the team in fifth spot, Liverpool. They host Brentford this Super Saturday in a late kickoff. No, Super Saturday, it's a thing now. For me, Liverpool haven't been convincing at home of late. You know, also like if I, if I look at the fixtures a month earlier, I think five of the remaining eight fixtures was to be played at Anfield. Mm. But they haven't been the force that they maybe should be. You know, mm. If you look at their, their fixture, I think they just beat Fulham 1-0. It's Fulham. Yeah. You know, it's at Anfield. Before that, it was uh, Tottenham, 4-3. Mm. It's Tottenham. Like, what's, how could you let in three goals? You were 3 all up, and then you've given yeah. the game to... You know, yeah. yeah. And, and then the fixture before that, I think it was Nottingham Forest, a 3-2. Like, again, these are slim, one goal. Like, your margin, a margin of one goal mm. is giving you the three points. And, you know, when you are... Uh, I don't want to say the best attacking team on home soil. I think it's but, a fair comment. But exactly, look, what are you doing winning by one goal margins and mm. and like at this crucially important time? You know, if you if you just like smash on these teams four 0 or whatever, mm. you know, you set the gauntlet down that makes your competitors like look at you and think they are coming. You know, mm. if this goes down to goal difference, we could whatever. You know, put a bit of pressure on them. And um, I think it might not come this weekend, but they play Leicester next uh, in the next fixture. And uh, mm. that could be, I'd be very worried if I was uh, Dean Anderson um, being the interim manager for Leicester. Um, but yeah, the gap, look, United got two points. Dean Smith. Dean, oh, did I say Dean Anderson? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Dean, Dean Smith, uh, mm. sorry. The, the gap to United is, is uh, four points, but United have two games in hand. But like I said, if those margins of victory were just a bit bigger, mm-hmm. I think I would be a bit scared if I was a United fan. Mm. Uh, Liverpool against Brentford, Ayanda, how are you feeling about that? Uh, this one, uh, Liverpool, it shows that uh, they're starting now to to come to collect those maximum points. It mm-hmm. tells you that uh, injuries were the cause of their performance like mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season. But uh, I think... Uh, the coach Jurgen Klopp uh, is now starting to try and boost his squad for next season. Mm. I think he has. He's trying new things with yeah. the trains inverted fullback that we've seen. 
Arteta and Guardiola do this season. Yes, and he even uh, identified uh, McAllister as one of his priority players mm-hmm. to sign next season, mm-hmm. of which it shows that um, he saw that uh, there is a change that is needed within mm-hmm. the squad. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, just for now, is to secure that uh, five-place position. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I don't see them finishing top four, let's be realistic. Yeah. I don't see Fifth. them... Yeah, I don't see them going uh, into Champions League next ne- next season. So for me, uh, I can say this one, uh, I'll go with uh, over 2.5 both, both teams mm. to score. Goals are plenty, definitely. Uh, something to look forward to. Um, two games to look forward to on Sunday. Uh, West Ham against Manchester United, but first up, Arsenal travels to Newcastle. Before I get the thoughts of you, Dish, I just want to say, um, I've been doing a lot of soul searching um, this week. Uh, in fact, past week and a half or so. Um, Arsenal, yes, there is talk that they've bottled in inverted commas the, the league title. But I definitely don't think it's the case. I think this team needs to be extremely proud of what they've done this season. It's a very young squad, as we touched on in the early parts of this podcast. Mikel Arteta is a young coach. I'm not going to pick out where the title was lost throughout the season. I'm not going to Liverpool at Anfield. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. And the you know the VAR um, that that thing that happened at, against Brentford. I'm not going to point that out. But um, there's also the PGMOL apology for the Man United, United game. <laughs> but I'm not going to point all this out. Um, the, I'm not going to point the Southampton draw out as well. Just write the open letter to the fans. But <laughs> I'm extremely proud of this Arsenal team. I'm excited of what's to come from this Arsenal team. This Arsenal team makes me happy to watch them. Martin Odegaard, I think if it wasn't for this freak of Yo. of of Erling Haaland scoring, season. scoring, what is he on now? 30, 35, 36, 36 now. 36. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for him being such a beast and a monster, then Martin Odegaard is a clear second uh, best player and I think it shows what Norwegian fo- Norwegian football should be quite happy uh, because those are obviously two of, of the uh, shining Thanks, talents yeah. but yeah back to Arsenal I think I'm extremely proud um, I'll take the banter it's what comes with with you know supporting a team that loses it you can say on the line but <laughs> the, yeah the floor is yours <laughs> you kept your laughing yeah, for so first, long the first thing I'll do is remove those inverted commas they did bottle it you guys you know, nobody in their right mind thought mm. Arsenal mm. would do so well, considering like what happened last season. Because yeah. I think even at the beginning of last season, didn't they like have like three losses in the first three yeah, games definitely. or, yeah. or yeah, something? So I think yeah. it was October last. No, no, sorry, not last September. year. So October the previous year, Arsenal were twentieth. So exactly. Mm. So there was something crazy. I remember one of them. They were already saying Arteta is going to be the worst season, a write-off, whatever. Yeah. Then the fan base changed and said, no, give him time, whatever. And then they did really well because you guys were in the top four position mm-hmm. for quite a few months last year. Yeah. And then you that's what you bottled. I'd say that. Yeah, you bottled yeah, yeah, that. yeah. yeah I'll, I'll take this. This, this one is not a bottling. Mm. You you guys, I, I don't know what happened. I just, like, because with Jesus back in the team, mm-hmm. I was like, He's gonna, kick on he's gonna like, like score. He's gonna bring this title home single-handedly, and I think he's got an incredible goal record mm. since his return from injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like he just looks like, yeah, he's like he's gonna. It's gonna be amazing because I think he and Holland could go head to head. 
um, for the foreseeable future. I don't think anyone's no, going to hit no, Haaland. Look, I, I would be really shocked if Haaland keeps this up for like ever or like, you know, for the short term at least. I'm not saying he won't hit those numbers next year, mm-hmm. but I really think someone out there is like, you, you know, has started, right? This is what we're going to do. Like, you know, if you look at Martin's, Martin Odegaard's numbers, I didn't think he'd be tucking them away. Mm. I thought he'd be feeding like whoever, you know, I thought mm. he would be that, that he'd get the hollow numbers in assists. Yeah. Because that was my whole like thing. You know, he's a camp, he's playing in this advanced position. You look at previous midfielders, Fabregas, Ozil, uh, Cazola, you know, mm-hmm. you don't remember them for goal scoring. Yeah, they might pop in here and there whenever mm-hmm. a pass is not on. But their mandate was to create, assist. you know, assist, mm. play whoever's in, you know, let Van Persie run away, let like, you know, Podolski free up like um, Sanchez, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. those were the goal scorers. And you've got them in the spot. You've got Saka, you've got Martinelli, Martinelli and you've got Gabriel Jesus, which are, who've proven that they are, I think each of them, are in the top 10 for goals. I think maybe not Jesus. No, they've all got 10 goals or more. 10 goals or more. But yeah, I so, think even in the top 10... Yeah, yeah. so uh, Martinelli's got 15, if I'm not mistaken. Odegaard's got 14. I think Saka's got mm. 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. so... Jesus, 10 or 11. So Arsenal, while we're on that stats, are the only team in Europe's soft five leagues to have four players uh, with 10 goals or more. They've also... Three of the top 10 players to have scored the most goals in the Premier League play at Arsenal. So imagine that of all the goal scorers, top 10, three of them play for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So again, it tells you that they, they attack on multiple fronts. And that's where I thought Man City will implode this season because every year they, there's a big distribution of the goals. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets over 30% of their goals. You know, it's always like, like maybe mid twenties, you know, you can say with 18, ex- 18%, 18. exactly. You see, it's, it is distributed for a really long time. And now that spike is like 60 or 50% <laughs> and like everybody else gets like 6%, mm. you know? So I, I, I thought like, who, how can one man, like, you know, he, how could he live up to this hype, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's proven me wrong. And I'm sure a lot of other people, I mm-hmm. mean, who would have thought he'd break a record? You know, I think he just like broke the record for... Alan Scherer's record. I think yeah. Scherer's record stood for 28 years or close it, to 30 years. Yeah. And so, he's coming in the first season and just done like, with games it, to spare. Yeah. yeah. So it tells and there was you, a 42 game season that Scherer got that record in. He's done gosh, it in... Yeah. 34, in, I think. 35. 33, I think. 33. And he's like... 31. 31. That's oh, incredible. Yeah, so we'll see what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, like Arsenal, mm. I think they are going to come back stronger. And actually, wait... I don't know if that's true. I think <laughs> no, like, I think they will grow, but you know, they at this year it was a top two. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a top two. Uh, you, you know, the Premier League always has a thing of you never know who's mm-hmm. gonna be there. Is Newcastle yeah. gonna be that team? Yeah. You don't know. You know, Almiron and and company, um, what they're capable of. But um, I, like- yeah, I thought Arsenal had this was this could have been their best chance for me. You say now or never. I thought it was that. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was now or never. I think I know um, Arteta came out at some point during the season. I don't know if it was on Arsenal TV or on like Sky Sports or BBC or whatever. And he had said, we had a, when I signed my extension, because he did sign the extension, mm-hmm. he had a three-year plan. Mm-hmm. And they reached that third year in like... One year. In the first year of his yeah. extension. Yeah. So he said, the situation has now changed. What we are building, we now have to like, 
ahead of time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We we we're there now, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I don't know like what like how he's going to keep this squad happy this, this pressure, the maintenance um maybe he's capable but you know you're coming up against like Guardiola. Yeah, I mean yeah. There's no such thing as uh, the student has become the teacher. He is disciplined every time they have played. He is that. There's no such thing as yeah, as that. Yeah, Guardiola yeah. squashed those. It, uh, squashed those socks every every but time they play. I like what you've mentioned, and that's why there is hope because we spoke about uh, Arsenal being in twentieth spots in I think October 2021. Um, like you can't hope. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But since then, there's been that growth. And you say Arsenal bottles top four, which they certainly did last season. I think they were much better than both. Um, I think it was Tottenham, Chelsea, and Man United all competing for two spots. I think Arsenal were front runners, I think, around mid-March. So they definitely did bottle that spot. But the trajectory that Arsenal are going in, it's eighth to fifth to second now, possibly first, fingers crossed. Um, next season, I think they can only get better. I think it, it, here's my why I say no, like emphatically, no, there's no Champions League. You know, you can say you play in Europa, but you know, you play in Europa position, not mm. Champions League opposition. Are mm. they gonna do this in a cold night in Milan? <laughs> yeah. You know, can they can yeah. they can they fly in from Turin, you know, mm. or or like Barcelona mm. and then play like can. The squad since Saliba, think, since Saliba has been injured, no clean sheet. Let's not hide away from that. Yeah, yeah. you know, all it's the that, all respect to the defense. That that was their downfall. Ball injury. Yeah, I think if you look the way the, the <laughs> defense, they have been like I. I think that's where like uh, things started to go south for. Yeah, look, if they make it out the group stage in the Champions League, then the chances of winning the Premier League decrease significantly. That's yeah. why I say this was their. Uh, they don't have the travel. Uh, they've never. They they've been. They didn't make it after what last sixteen. They're knocked out. Yeah, but why? So look, maybe it's the emotional side of me that's disagreeing with you. But why I say if Arsenal go further in the Champions League, then they've got more chance in the league. Is that you see when teams are playing Manchester City, there's that fear factor. Man City approach games the same way against every opposition. Mm-hmm. But West Ham, for example, I'll use again because it was um, this week. West Ham don't approach a Man City game the same way they approach an Arsenal game. And two teams are different in points by, by one point or so. But they fear Man City. They yeah. don't want to send Bowen, Antonio and Fornells up top, up top because one pass and it splits the entire back line. And, you know, they can have that freedom with Arsenal where you can, you know, give them a bit of a goal. So I think it will build some fear factors to show that this isn't a fluke. The past 18 months have been of a project and I think the more Arsenal continue this punching above their weights I don't think we'll even say punching above their weights I'll say this is their level and teams would now start fearing Arsenal and taking a backward step in approach and just you know saying you guys are good you're better than us not all over but I mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, Arsenal yeah. against Newcastle. Ayanda, how are you feeling about that? Is this done and dusted? Is this where Newcastle knocked the final nails in the coffin for Arsenal? Or is Arsenal going to keep their hopes alive? This is one of the biggest games of the weekend. And mm-hmm. 
as a Man City fan, mm. hopefully. You don't have to say that with such a <laughs> smile. You could have oh, just said you, the first time. You could have just said he's like everything else. Uh, so, um, as a Man City fan, most first as well. Well, as a Man City fan, Una Emre has done an excellent job. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, Eddie Howe and his uh, team will put that final nail on the coffin. Mm, um, um, wish or prediction? What is that? Is that a wish? No, like uh, it's a prediction. It's a prediction. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, because uh, Newcastle are playing at home, mm-hmm. and the way they have been playing, and they they know that they want to finish uh, in that uh, Champions League uh, spot. Spot. So definitely, I'm giving it to them. Mm. Yeah. Yes, you. Um, look, I I think. Yeah, such a difficult game. I think it's you can't sit be, on the fence. It's yeah. gonna be no. I think it's a draw. I mm. can't see either side walking away with um, the three points. Maximum For points. me, the biggest thing about Newcastle, excuse me, this season has uh, yeah, getting to the top final, and you know they were, they they lost it, but they they outplayed United in in, in the, the league. league. Yeah, you know, like this is. Remember, United was a direct competitor. You're looking at third versus fourth, you know? Yeah. In this instance, it's second versus third. Mm. Um, it's like, it's Newcastle talking about that. For those players to not um, let that get to their head, do you know what I mean? Like, because even the defeat, I don't think the defeat got to their head. Of course, they would have been moping around. Mm. Um, do you think having, it motivated yeah. them? Hey, you think it motivated no, them? That's what I'm all? saying. It's like, he, I don't know what Eddie Howe has been, has been telling them. You know, mm-hmm. because it is more or less the same players, barring like one or two, you know. Um, but they, for me, that mentality, nobody looks like they were deflated. Nobody looks like they were uh, flustered or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have coped season, the whole season with this newfound, um, like, struggle that they're playing with. And, you know, the scouting network or rather the, the, the acquisitions, you know, you look at Isaac, what he did against Everton what Bruno Guimaraes is doing week in, week out to other CDMs, you know, he's like, he's taking like more than one of them on. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the one maybe that um, didn't work out so well is Anthony Gordon, another uh, former yeah. Evertonian. You know, I've seen him and I'm thinking, you know, he had the temperament. I thought Eddie Howe would have uh, managed that, you know, but mm. I'm, I'm watching that situation closely. But uh, Trippier, sensational. Mm. The Nick Pope, sensational. For me, like, that same squad in the Champions League, I have doubts, very big doubts. I mean, yeah. if Champions League football comes to St. James's Park, that's <laughs> like incredible for yeah. those because I know Newcastle is like that's all they they want to like watch. You know, the, mm-hmm. everybody wants mm-hmm. a ticket, sold out stadiums, and you know if you draw somebody like Real Madrid, then wow. that's gonna be insane for those fans. Callum um, Wilson, at Callum the Wilson. Yeah, but it just you know again, it comes back to the injuries, the squad. It's asking mm-hmm. too much of them. And this one, I'm saying a draw, but I'm like forward thinking and I don't know what Eddie Howe is going to hook up next season. Mm, um, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, West Ham against Manchester United. Uh, Ayanda, what's your thoughts on that? Looking at West Ham, this is the side that uh, last season they did uh, pretty well and I'm sure they disappointed in themselves mm. finding them in this situation they are. Uh, so with United as well, um, they've done pretty well. Uh, new coach, new season. You're taking Trophy the club, bear, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, you're taking the club to the Champions League, and you you also 
FA Cup uh, final. FA Cup final. You stand a chance of winning a double uh, mm. in your first season. Mm-hmm. So definitely, Eric Ten Hag. Well, as a Man City fan, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, 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 it won't happen. I, 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 I let me say it. But it won't happen. So, but for Coach uh, Ten Hag, even mm-hmm. the fans, I'm sure they are pleased with him and mm-hmm. uh, this buys him time to build the team that maybe. Uh, he will bring back, yeah, yeah. yeah, so he will bring back uh, glory days to United mm-hmm. fans. You think so, he's winning uh, this one? Yeah. Uh, West Ham? Yeah, West Ham, mm-hmm. I'm not giving them a chance in this one. You agree, Dish? Um I don't think it's as clear-cut as um, Ayana makes it out to be. I, I, I do think United win. But they I don't think that Thursday, Sunday schedule, of course, they play Brighton in midweek yeah, at the time of recording. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't, they still, they hasn't still played play, it. But, yeah. um, For yeah. me, United have been lacking goals. They, you know, like if you look at um, all the clubs, you know, in the yeah. top half, they, and a lot of people have said, you know, you look at that, yeah, the, the title race is on for United or like the, whatever that was, you know. False, false race. It was, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> those claims are just fictitious at best. But, <laughs> Majority of the goals have come from Marcus Rashford, you know, and that yeah. he's like been sensational. I'm mm. sure he gets triple or whatever he's asked for. Mm. Um, you know, he's just shown them who he is. And I don't know if that's sustainable for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think long term it is sustainable for him. And um, I don't know if they're going to be title contenders in, like next season. A lot next of people season. see it as soon as next season. I think they are. Like a couple of seasons away. Yeah, I think there he's got a three-year plan. In the third year, I would back them to mm. to go for something. If they sign Kane, could change things. But mm. I think as I think now. as a realist, United are not title contenders because of their lack of goals. Mm. I, I I think uh, Eric Ten, Ten Hag will say, ever since uh, Varane and Martinez got injured, mm. he will now identify. Uh, Players that if maybe these players are not available, I know that these players, if I sign them, I can rely them on to close that defense. So, because for me lately, um, I think the reason why they've been conceding goals is because of those injuries. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. if Varane was there and Martinez was there, Mm -hmm. United would have been solid for me. And I think they would have been still in the Europa League. Mm -hmm. I'm going to side more with Desh and I'll tell you why, with, with United. And this has actually nothing to do with United, but it's more Manchester City. Mm. Manchester City, I can't say in one breath that they're the best team in the Premier League. They've you know, won five league titles in six seasons and they've going for their third in a row, which it looks like they'll get now. I can't say that. In, and then in the next sentence, I'm saying, no, this team who have a one-year plan are going to compete with them next season. I think it's so unfair on Manchester City. And it disregards a Completely what Pep Guardiola has done <laughs> in his six yeah, seven plans. Like hiding, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's it's fair to to even um three years. It's even too soon. Yeah, look, I, I just Okay, here's why. So so why why I'm saying this now. I, my team has competed pound for pound, neck and neck, toe to toe with this Man City team. It takes a lot. Arsenal yeah. were near perfect for eighty percent of the yeah. season. It wasn't enough. So will another team do that to get from that 80? Will someone else turn that 80 to a 90% or 95? Because that's what you have to be to compete against Man City. No one else is going to do it. No, Arsenal, if they do it for them. I think the only team next season, because you think years ago when Arsenal and 
um, you know, Man United were winning leagues and then Chelsea the following, uh, you know, decade, you knew those two teams or three teams are going to compete. Gonna be there, yeah. You yeah. never yeah. ever thought like Liverpool were going to be in the title race. Um, as long. If they yeah. sign Harry Kane or who was the top player, if they sign a Van Nistelrooy those years that they compete. No, you had respect for the title contenders, the title challengers. And it was what it was. Mm. I don't think that's going to change next season. Arsenal, if they compete for the league, which I think they will because they've, you know, they've, they've built something special. Um, I think Liverpool are going to be the third contender, but as, that's as far as it goes in terms of contention for the league. Well, we'll see. I mean, with United, I don't think next season is going to be theirs, but you know, when, when uh, not Chelsea, but when, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, when, when you look at Ten Hag's work at, at, um, Ajax, mm-hmm. and if you look at his work at United, yeah, you can see the comparisons where he made, like he made it work. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He mm-hmm. he hasn't like in the window. You know, he, he like Vardvekos is the number one transfer target. That raises quite a few eyebrows. But maybe mm-hmm. he just said for the short term, you can pride this man. You know, if they blue blow like I think they're just more, looking for someone who doesn't get injured. Yeah, yeah. Because he I mean, takes his knocks. Look, so, and you know, he, he also let's not forget the whole Ronaldo saga happened this season. Mm. Um, looking at your number seven, probably the poster, not probably the poster boy of the club. When he wasn't there as well, he mm. still was a poster boy. Mm. Um, so like having to deal with that, um, yeah, like huge. Like he's he's got a different like. Goodwill, you know, he's mm-hmm. done his goodwill with the, with the club, the owners, the fans, mm-hmm. in a separate way. And, you know, the results on the pitch will come. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, he, I don't know if he's going to be Guardiola's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, to score goals at the ATL, I think it was 6-3. Lots of United fans are considering that, um, you know, like a result. Yeah. It's getting a result. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard, I heard a lot of them say it's not as bad as you think. Okay, that's fine. The, the game at... Um, at Old Trafford, that was like that was definitely a, for me one of the their best performances as a team this you know, season. This season, sure. and look at players like Nacho coming on having an impact, mm. um, and just like hope, like he played Fred. You know, Fred has been criticized so many times. You know, and when Fred, Fred, you know, when Fred has a good game, he has a really, a really good game. yeah. Because De Bruyne was completely out. Yeah. I think he only had one shimmy on him yeah. in like the twelfth minute. Mm. From then, it was only Fred everywhere. Look, yeah. Fred was there. So you see what I mean? He's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. used whatever is in his locker at that moment in time. And with a season like with a transfer window, the way he signs Harry Kane, I still think there are other gaps in the. You know, Ericsson is, come on, he's like 35. What are you asking of, yeah. of him, you know, to go all season alongside a 34-year-old Casemiro? That's not a title challenger. That's mm-hmm. like, that's, uh, that's not a title challenger. You, you, you have to respect what Guardiola's done at Man City. Yeah. You can't so, just be throwing uh, loose names yeah. around. Um, I under smile on his face. It's just <laughs> every time we mention those two words, uh, Man City. Uh, he's got this, his <laughs> eyes go blue. Um, we've got time to just quickly give a triple addition. I under Fulham and Leicester. Dish, who are you back in there? I think it's going to be, oh, I think I want to say Leicester in this one. Yeah, no. Even me too, looking at Leicester, yeah. the, way they, the way they're sitting, I think at Leicester. Ooh, this is going to be their um, to lose, I would say. Away from home, they are very competitive. Yeah. At home, it's shambolic. So. Mm. That's uh, another one. Uh, I'm with Dash on this one. Uh, Brighton and Everton? Brighton. 
Unconvincing performances <laughs> everywhere you look, you know, team is rooted to the foot of the table. Mm. They signed Ruben Sellers after um, some heroic, um, you know, you look at the, the draw with Tottenham as well. 3-3 mm. draw, draw with United. They've they've strung a few draws together. Lavia you know? has been excellent. It's been, you know, and it's a young squad. You know, when Hazanoodle was there, they brought in like four or five under 22s. Mm-hmm. That was the Southampton window. And and pinned along the Watfords to like attend the thing. <laughs> so um, yeah, just think. Other than that, like it's it's a no from me. I think I'm going Forest. What is Southampton? I'm going for a draw. Wow. Um, sure. So much to look forward to this weekend. Will we see more twists and turns? Um, Adesh reminded me that Ronaldo. You know, the walk down the tunnel was this season. I think there's so many things that happened this season that so many people forgot about. Like mm. Steven Gerrard coaching Aston Villa, for example. Yeah, Look at Aston Villa now. That was this season. Yeah. Um, it's almost Tuchel being in charge of Aish. Chelsea mm. and doing the famous, infamous, uh, well, infamous, not famous, handshake with Antonio Conte. Um, but yeah, Arsenal being on top of the table as well. That was once upon a time this season. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not angry. I'm happy. Um, yeah, gentlemen, as always, such a pleasure, you know, getting your thoughts and views on the Premier League. Certain things I just don't like what you'll say when um, I undercloths, but I suppose that's what comes with uh, the territory. being in the same studio as him discussing football. But anyway, as always, a pleasure. And then until next week, come Cheers. on, Arsenal. <laughs> come Bye. on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal. Cheers. Cheers.